0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Nine Finger Chronicles hunting podcast brought to you by Exodus Trail Cameras. I'm your host, Dan Johnson, and on this podcast, you will find tons of relevant information that will help you become more successful in the field. You'll hear product information directly from the manufacturer and success stories from guys and gals just like you. Sit back, relax, and pour a stiff drink. This episode of the Nine Finger Chronicles podcast starts right now all right here we go again welcome back to the nine finger chronicles podcast brought to you by exodus trail cameras today we have another really good hunter profile big buck profile bs session podcast you know um i i i love stories like this because sometimes killing a really good deer uh It's just, you you just do things right. Uh, You pick a spot on a map, you go there, you set up, and you kill a deer. Uh, Sometimes it works like that, sometimes it doesn't, and this is a story of it working exactly like that. Today we're talking with Zach Hunt out of Indiana, and he shares with us uh, the story of his 2018 archery buck and he also talks a little bit about uh, the terrain that this buck lived in uh, public groundy hunts private groundy hunts Uh, we bs up front a little bit about that and then we get into the story towards the end about him uh, going in check this 5.2 miles I think it was to get this buck And uh, that still blows my mind, walking in 2.3 or 2.2, or excuse me, 5.2 or 5.3 miles in to get a deer. And uh, he ended up getting it done, and uh, that's today's story. Now, before we get into today's podcast, uh, we got to do a commercial, right? And that commercial is Deer Lab, all right? Deer Lab. Now, for... For most of you, right, deer, I don't know if you guys use trail cameras or how much you use trail cameras, I'm a trail cam freak, right, and I collect a lot of data throughout the years about where deer travel, how they travel, and um, before Deer Lab, I was like, going into Wonderground, that's a weather uh, a weather site and collecting all this data manually now all i have to do is take those same trail camera pictures and upload them into deer lab and deer lab lets me or automatically calculates wind direction calculates the moon phase temperature a whole bunch of different things right the date is pulled in and you can you can sort By deer, You can create profiles for, let's say, a deer that you have three or four years of trail camera uh, pictures of. And you can take that information and you can use it to forecast deer movement for the next year, right? So let's say you have a two-year-old that showed up on trail camera in a specific pinch point. And then he was there the next year. Uh, And then what you can do is you take that data and then you look forward to when those... I guess weather systems when those um scenarios all kind of work uh let's say if uh, this buck came November 6th one year through this pinch point and then the next year he came November 8th right uh, on a, and it was on northwest winds so I would say I would start hunting that pinch point the first week in November, uh, coming up on a northwest wind and just waiting, making sure my access was route and waiting for this buck to come through. Because if he does it two times, there's a good chance he does it three. So uh, if you haven't already, go to DeerLab.com and you can go backslash nine fingers. That's the number nine followed by the word fingers. Sign up and you'll get a free 30-day trial period. So it's just really good. Take all your trail cam picks upload them and go from there so there's the commercial now let's get into today's i guess big buck profile podcast with zach hunt mr zach hunt how are you man Well, i'm doing pretty good dan how you doing oh not too bad not too bad i'm i'm finally glad that the sun is shining in the midwest it's, it's definitely
1: been a wet year so far, that's for sure.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You guys got high rivers where you're at?
1: Uh, they're not too bad right now, but they were up a few, about a month or so ago. Yeah,
0: western Iowa is getting slammed. The Mississippi River sounds like it's going to be high all year. We got uh, the fields are wet here in Iowa. It just seems like uh, the farmers are going to, just like just like most years these days, it seems like uh, the, the farmers are going to have trouble getting crops in
1: yeah I got a buddy who has some property, and uh they didn't get the crops out till we
0: went until it we got really, really cold yeah about and what was that January? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Well, we're going to talk about a whole bunch of things today, Zach. Uh, we're going to talk about where you hunt, how you hunt, the buck that you killed this last year. but before we get into all that, why don't you tell us where do you live and what do you do for a living? I live around Charlestown, Indiana. It's uh
1: really not far from Louisville, Kentucky. And uh I work in the injection molding with plastic and I work in the machine shop. And uh we just do a whole lot of make a whole lot of plastic parts for the automotive companies as far as Ford, Chevrolet, Honda, nice. uh Toyota, and we do a lot of work for uh like the healthcare and stuff like that making the shells
0: for the oxygen machines. Cool man, cool. Yeah, I used to work for uh, an automotive, an aftermarket accessory automotive company out of uh, Eastern Iowa, and they made uh, like bug shield, bug bug deflectors, bug bug shields, um, and uh, like window visors and and, uh, rocker panels and stuff like that. And uh, it was really cool to watch the uh, in the plastic injection. And the roto and the um what was it blow molding process man i just i found that really interesting how that you know the the melted plastic goes in and it comes out hard man i, I found that really interesting,
1: yeah, we mostly do uh the injection molding where I work at cool man cool. it's definitely it's definitely neat to watch
0: that's for sure yeah absolutely how long have you been doing that? I've been there for almost five and a half years, gotcha. Are you on a, like a first shift, second shift? what do you work?
1: Uh, I I actually just switched to first shift last
0: week after being on second shift for five years. Okay, well, that's probably uh, that's probably a good thing, right? Yeah, uh, so far so good. It's taking some getting used to. Yeah, so I I know that second shift has its advantages for the guys who like to hunt in the mornings, right? And first shift depending on what time first shift gets out you might be able to make it to the timber for an evening hunt based just off hunting what would you rather uh have second shift or first shift second shift second shift you like hunting mornings better i like hunting mornings uh you know it's i've just been used to
1: it for the past five years uh i mean i like evenings as well but i mean i'm
0: if i'm gonna get it done this year i'm gonna have to get it done before the time changes yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. How many, let me ask you this. How many days of vacation do you get at your uh, job? I get three
1: weeks. And if I don't, I don't know, I get, I get two weeks. And if I don't miss any work at all, then I can, I'm eligible for another week of vacation.
0: So it's like a, uh, a system where if you don't call in, uh sick or have a personal day or whatever, then you're eligible for an additional week of vacation? Yes, but we get we get also get two uh personal days a year as well. Oh, nice. That's not bad, man. I mean, oh. So how much of that time are you able to dedicate to hunting? I usually take a couple
1: of days off at the beginning of uh Indiana's archery season, which is starts October first. Yeah. And I usually take a few days off then. And then I use I'll always take a week off the very first week in November.
0: Gotcha. When does the shotgun season or the gun season start in Indiana? It's usually around the 16th of November. Okay. Around that time. So let me ask you this. This is just for my own personal interest. Why take off time at the beginning of October when traditionally the hunting is, is better uh, around November or late October?
1: I don't know I that's like getting out there. Me and my friends have a deer camp and stuff like that. And okay. uh we usually take a couple of days off and go out and have a little deer camp and try to shoot a couple does or I've never uh never shot a, a buck in early season, so
0: Yeah. I gotcha.
1: Trying yep. to not my belly right now. <laughs> that
0: seems hard to do, man. It really is. It really is. All right. So this year you had some success and uh, we're going to talk about that but I want you to lay down the groundwork. Let's talk a little bit about where you hunt, what the terrain looks like, public, private, just kind of lay lay out everything for us.
1: Well, the uh, the main private property that I hunt, it's a uh, it's only 10 acres that my aunt owns that she lets me hunt on and then her two neighbors they live on the same road as her. They own ten acres as well, and they let me hunt on it. So I have thirty acres to hunt, and on my main private property that I hunt on.
0: Gotcha. And uh, what's that
1: layout? It's my aunt's property. Just ha- it's pretty much just a big pine thicket that runs through her property, and uh, then the back part of her neighbor's property is like just bedding, real thick, nasty stuff. It got hit by a tornado a couple of years ago. And, uh, it's just, it's,
0: it's a really good mixture, really. Awesome. Of, of property to hunt. Now, does that hold a lot of deer or, or are deer coming from someplace else to that property? It used to hold a lot of deer, but (laughs) this, uh,
1: past couple of years, it's just not really been the hunting, hunting property as it used to be. Uh, they, it really didn't ever really hold the deer. Uh, they're more or less just passing through. Gotcha, on the property. Gotcha.
0: Okay. Um, so, is this is that thirty acres more or less? Uh, sounds like it's a a transition between bedding and food. Is there food on on this thirty acres that you hunt? Uh, there's like a there's fruit trees, you know, acorns. We got a couple of oaks on there. We got some
1: persimmon trees throughout all all the properties. Uh, and then right across the street from my aunt's property, there's usually either beans or corn, and there's there's ag
0: all around there. Yeah, gotcha. So they have plenty to eat? Yeah, they do. Gotcha, gotcha. So what about the other properties that you hunt?
1: Uh, I have I have another uh, private property to hunt. Uh, it's 24, 24 acres, and it's mostly just wooded. Uh, I got the permission last year, so I really haven't dove into it really hardcore yet and figured it out. Uh, but that right there, it, it's surrounded by nothing but ag fields. It's just all around the property is nothing but bean or corn fields, depending on the year. And uh, the property I permission to hunt, it's just nothing but 24 acres of timber surrounded by
0: that. Oh, boy. Uh, so I just, I'm, I'm envisioning kind of like when, the almost like when the corn is surrounding it. It could be really good, just from a uh, you know a hiding place for them. Oh yeah, see, I, I really hope they put corn in it this year. I think it'll be really good. Right, right. So, have you had any luck on that on that piece of property throughout the years?
1: Mm,
0: I, I shot my. Uh, I've only had I've only had permission uh, last year, and I do have
1: permission as far as I know this year. But I did shoot a doe off of it this past year.
0: Gotcha. Any good sign in there that gets you excited for the upcoming season? Um,
1: there's not really crazy sound. I mean, there's some rubs and scrapes throughout the property, but nothing,
0: nothing's really got my heart pumping yet. Gotcha. Gotcha. And then what about, uh, public? You do any of that?
1: Yeah. The public land that I hunt, it's, a, uh, it's, it's huge. It's just nothing but pretty much a big block of timber. I mean, it's huge. I think it's like 20,000 acres. I think the piece that
0: I hunt. Gotcha. So is that i mean with it with it being that big do you have i mean do you try to hunt all of it or do you kind of break it down into individual sections and i mean do you do scouting or you kind of just do you run in and and guess when you go in
1: well uh i mean i just started hunting this public piece uh two years ago and i've done a lot of scouting as far as like getting there and going squirrel hunting and stuff like that and uh, i did just go in there put boots on the ground to see what, see what kind of sign I could find. And uh, there's definitely a lot of deer in there. It's just finding them when they're in that area. Gotcha. Cause it's just such a big piece of property. Gotcha. Do a lot of other people hunt it? Uh, it's you know, I've really only hunted it in the early season and, and I did hunt a little bit in November this year and I did not even where I, where I was parking at, I did not see that many vehicles around the parking areas.
0: That's a good thing, man
1: that's a very good thing good and thing.
0: it's it's like i said it's some rough terrain to walk yeah i believe it so let me ask you this you said that on that public ground you've only really hunted it early season is that because you try to stay out of your private pieces until the rut it's just a
1: mixture i i just I, if i can get out and go hunting i get out and go hunting uh i mean i i do try to. i've been trying the past few years to leave my my private alone just because it really hasn't been producing and that's why i decided to try to hunt public for a little bit more of a challenge and to lay off my properties as well
0: yeah yeah so basically you go to public if you just want to go in and hunt and then i guess more of a calculated move into the private pieces yeah yeah gotcha okay so how, how do you approach your season like when it Like in the summertime, are you doing any scouting or this time of year, are you doing any scouting or do you kind of just shoot from the hip, come the season and and start running gun, looking for fresh sign? How do you, how do you approach it? Uh, well, right now I'm, I've been shed hunting pretty a lot lately and, uh, getting
1: ready for Turkey season as well. Uh, you know, if I'm out in the woods, I'm always looking for deer sign. It doesn't matter what I'm doing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I do, I do do a little bit of scouting, but once it starts getting, you know, close to season, I try to stay out of there as much as possible.
0: Right. Right. So what about, um, you know, while you're, while you're doing your scouting, uh, are you running any trail cameras? Uh, do you use any uh, techniques like that to help get you an idea of no. what you're looking for?
1: Uh, I mean, I, I do I have a few trail cameras that I do use, uh, the past couple of years, I just really haven't been using them as much. Uh, just cause they're kind of invasive, you know, getting in there and they get you excited and makes you get in the woods and bump stuff out. But, uh, I don't know. I just really haven't been using trail cameras much
0: the past few years. Is there a reason for that? I never really got into them or just not your, not your thing.
1: Well, whenever I very first started using cameras, I mean, I was real into it, like getting out there and checking, you know, every three or four weeks or so once I'd put them out there. I usually try to get them out whenever they start to grow, grow their antlers. Yeah. And, uh, I just really haven't been using them the past few years, more or less just time, my timing, not having enough time to get out there and really mess with it.
0: Yeah. I hear that, man. I hear that. All right. So what's the, what's the deer density out there? Are there a lot of deer?
1: Uh, you have your pockets where there is quite a bit of deer, but, uh, the herd's definitely been declining in the past few years, in my opinion, yeah, somebody else might might say different around here, but in my opinion, where I hunt at the deer numbers are definitely declining.
0: Why do you think that is?
1: I don't know I, well on my on my uh private properties that I hunt, there's just been a whole lot more pressure on the surrounding properties, yeah uh, i mean i will get my tree stand an hour before daylight. And, uh, I can see lights coming in from a couple different ways, you know, people coming in and hunting, which sometimes they do bump them to
0: me, but it's just, I've just been seeing a decline. Yeah. I hear that. All right. Now, uh, what about like the buck you shot this year? looks like a, a a really good buck, pretty decent. I'm guessing three or four years old. Just, I know just from where I'm sitting, just based off the picture, what, what in your opinion is a good deer for that area? Uh I'd say a
1: one thirties for sure. One thirties, one forties. That's a good deer. Yeah. Good, respectable deer around here.
0: Gotcha. Uh three and a half year old, four year old.
1: Uh, I'd say three. Yeah, three and a half, four year old.
0: Gotcha. And and what's your goal going into every season?
1: Uh, as of right now, I'm pretty happy with the one
0: thirties. Okay nice nice how many deer just kind of curiosity how long have you been bow hunting i've been bow hunting since i was about 16 i'm 27 now okay so about 11 years in that 11 years uh has that all been southern indiana bow hunting
1: yes I've, I've never went to
0: any other state or went up north or anything like that gotcha okay so um how many deer have you killed with your bow uh, how many good bucks like good bucks just trying to get an idea of where you're at i've only shot a couple of good bucks with my with my bow gotcha uh i've I've shot a a
1: few a few pretty nice ones with a gun but i transitioned to bow hunt and i really haven't even shot a i've even shot a deer with a gun in a few years
0: yeah yeah. And I talk to a lot of people who are like that. They, you know, they, they take part in a gun season and then all of a sudden guns just kind of fade out for them. And for a while they just go strictly bow hunting. Um, and it sounds like that's kind of where you're at. I know that's where I'm at right now. I don't really have any interest in doing any type of shotgun hunting here in Iowa. Um, I'm sure that as my family gets older, I will probably pick the gun up again just because it's kind of an easier weapon to harvest a deer with. And uh, I don't know, we'll, uh, we'll see what happens, but is that kind of where you're at? That's definitely where I'm at. I really,
1: it doesn't really interest me that much at all. to really hunt with a gun that much anymore.
0: Gotcha. Okay. Nothing
1: like, nothing like watching that arrow fly.
0: Yeah. That's the facts, man. All right. Now I want to talk, I want to talk to you a little bit about, this buck that you harvested last year and just so everybody gets an idea they can while while you're telling the story they can envision uh this deer coming through the timber why don't you just describe what this deer looks like his antler characteristics how old you think he was and all that and then we'll get into the the rest of the story okay uh he's a he's a mainframe eight pointer
1: but he, he is a nine pointer but he's a mainframe eight pointer and uh He's got really, really, really nice brow tines. Mm-hmm. They're probably, I'd say, nine to ten inches long. Yeah. On each side, and uh, he, he has good mass all the way through. Decent beams on him. Uh, he's he was he was a pretty decent sized deer. He's probably I'd
0: say one seventy or so. Okay. Field dressed. Yeah, so he was one hundred and seventy pounds, three three year old. I'd say I'd say. Th- three and a
1: half, maybe four at the most. Okay. He was still kind of, he was kind of tall. He didn't, he didn't have that much. His body wasn't very big.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So what about, let's see here. What about the, uh, uh, score? Did you happen to score this deer out? I mean, it looks like he's got some good mass. I haven't, I, I scored him.
1: I've scored, uh, my own deer, you know, in the past. And I just kind of scored him, you know, by the picture, you know, Yeah. wrote it down. What I, what I thought the measurements were. And, uh, he, he
0: grossed in the 140s, and after deductions, he was down at like 135. Right. So somewhere around just gross, a low 149 pointer? Yep. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. All right. So let's talk a little bit about, you mentioned that this buck was shot on public ground, right? How far yep. back were you from where you parked your truck to get to the tree stand location where you eventually shot this deer? Five point two miles wait a second <laughs> you hiked five point2 miles from your truck to the tree stand location
1: yeah I uh <laughs> I picked the spot on, I picked a spot on on the map and walked to it and why did you pick that spot on that map? I don't know I just picked it it was it was kind of like a big bowl at the top of a ridge and I got on top of the ridge where I could see that kind of look down down the hill a little bit. And, uh, I just picked that spot
0: and walked to it and, uh, it just, it, 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 it worked. <laughs> wow. That's crazy. You know, you're the second person that I've talked to on this podcast, right, right? Like the furthest I've ever walked from my truck to a tree stand would probably be just under a mile. You know, if I said a mile, I'd probably be lying. Right. And, yeah, and that is on private ground. Right. And that was me taking the long way on purpose, trying to skirt down a creek around, you know, trying to backdoor a bedding area. Right. Um, yeah. I, I haven't done that in a long time. And now the, the furthest that I walk is, man, maybe a thousand yards. And that's it, you know, maybe a thousand yards. But what's crazy is that the la- one of the last guys I talked to who hunted a big piece of private, he walked like six miles in. And that blows my mind because I'm trying to envision like and I'm looking at a map right you're parking on a road and there's no other roads closer to that point that gets that gets you closer to that right you're walking you're you're walking the path of least resistance to get to that point
1: yeah i' walk there's a there's a place where uh the private, i mean the public land that I hunt uh where people walk their horses and that's where I parked at, where where they parked to walk their horses. So it, the walk wasn't very bad. It was just long.
0: Gotcha. And once
1: I got once I got off the trail it was pretty rough trying to find my spot in the dark.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So you found you found this on a map. Like were you looking just at satellite imagery or did you actually use like a topographic map as well?
1: Well the uh I used topo and I used the uh The satellite view of it gotcha and
0: uh i just, i just picked a spot and went to it right right and how how, i mean was it what was attractive about that right i mean at 5.2 i mean you mentioned it was a kind of a bowl but could you tell it was thicker uh in there could you tell there was some edge could you tell maybe like there was a pinch point or anything else other than it was a good bowl
1: I don't know. I I just picked it and walked to it. It was uh, I I've, I've scouted the area before. Okay. okay. Uh Squirrel hunting stuff like that, you know, but uh, I just I just picked it and walked to it, and it came together for me.
0: Yeah, absolutely. All right. So, and you walked to the, you walked there in the dark. In the dark, bow in the hand, stand on the back, backpack strap to the to the stand. Okay, just just for my own curiosity, uh, what were you using? What kind of stand were you using? to uh, do it's your running and gun?
1: It's an API Crusader. It's a climber.
0: Okay, climber. All right. And uh, did you have any trouble that day, like finding a location, picking the spot? I mean, in the dark, how did you determine what was the right tree? Well, I just got tired of walking, to tell you the truth. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So you just said, yeah, this is far enough and got in a tree. Yeah. And oh. I
1: was I was only
0: 12 foot off the ground okay okay I, I wasn't even high at all right right all right so you you now it's pitch black I mean was the sun coming up or was it still pitch black by the time you finished setting up it was still it was still dark outside gotcha so from the time you've got finished setting up to the time that the sun started coming up what was that time frame?
1: Uh, I'd say the sun started coming up probably around seven I'd say. Oh,
0: gotcha. Gotcha. And so how long were you sitting there? An hour before sunlight?
1: Say, yeah. Uh, maybe
0: not an hour. I'd say about 30 minutes before sunlight. Okay, cool. All right. So as the sun started coming up and you could start slowly seeing things, uh, throughout the, the timber, did it, did the picture that you were seeing match what you envisioned going into that spot
1: uh for the most part yeah
0: okay all right yeah
1: it was nice because i was on top of it was, i was right on top of the hill and right behind me was real thick and then right where i set my stand up at it kind of opened up right there where, where it started to crest over the hill
0: right okay so then as the sun started coming up i mean did you were you did you guess right? Were you in, in a right tree? Did you feel comfortable about where you were at when, I mean, for shot placement, did you see any sign? Did you see any trails that, you know, like, Hey man, I'm going to be able to intercept I've seen some, uh, some trails. i seen some trails when I was walking in on top of that, like right there coming up to the top of the hill. Okay. Right. All Ooh. right. So, so then as the sun comes up, you, you say, okay, I'm in a decent spot. Did you, and the sun's coming up. You're starting to see more. Uh, how long until you started seeing deer? That's the only deer I've seen. <laughs> man, I'm trying to like ask these questions to make you, you know, like, hey, man, tell me this, tell me this, and you're basically just like, you know what? I picked a spot on a map. I walked to it. I found a good spot. I shot a deer.
1: <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs>
0: All right. So let uh, let me just go to this part as you're sitting there how long before this buck came through uh the sun came up at 720 i had him on the ground by eight twenty. Eight twenty. all right so you you only sat an hour now what happened when you first saw him i mean was this just one of those hey man he's coming right at me did you have to call or rattle at him at all no i was uh i was just sitting there you know when uh the hill that i was facing
1: it was actually to my left because I was, I was hoping the deer was going to come to my left, you know, I'm right-handed Yeah. to shoot to, to to the left of me. And, uh, the hill that he came up, I mean, th- this hill was huge. Like I, I couldn't believe he came up this hill to tell you the truth, but he, he came up the hill and he was grunting. And, uh, he, he, as soon as he crested the hill, he just stopped and stood there for a few minutes and just looked around, just looked around, grunted a couple of times. And I thought he was going to come around me, and the wind was blowing in my face, so where he came from, the wind was blowing to me. And uh, he came up, and there was this beech tree that was right in front of me, and so I had a bunch of his leaves on there. And uh, he started walking right towards that beech tree, and as soon as he got behind that beech tree, I drew my bow, and as as soon as he got from out behind those leaves, he pegged me.
0: He just looked straight up at me, and I let the arrow fly and double lunged him. So did he? What? What made him pin you up in the tree? I mean, I know you were somewhat low. I mean, twelve foot isn't extremely low, but it's not extremely high either. Um, was it just? Was he higher than the base of your tree? No, he was below me. He was so below. He was, you. He, was, he was. He was. Yeah. So he was. He
1: was lower than me. Okay, so did, I was actually up higher. Did he catch your like your access
0: route scent? You think? I think. I think that that's exactly what happened because where he walked, that's where I came in at. Okay, I got gotcha. you. All right, so he pinned you, and were you already drawn back at that time, or did you still have to draw? I was already drawn back. Okay, so you were ready for him, and he was only twelve yards, 12, 15 yards, and you just drilled him.
1: Oh yeah, he took off running down the hill, did a little loop, ran down that steep hill, <laughs> and uh, he I, I could just see he stopped, and I could see the top of his head, and then he just I just heard a crash. Gotcha, gotcha.
0: And then, I, and then, I, and then I gave him about an hour So yeah. I got down. All right, so let me let me ask you this: Is this the biggest buck you ever shot? with a bow with a bow okay so this is the biggest buck you ever shot with a bow you're 5.2 miles back off a trail what was going through your head after you let this arrow go and you watched him fall or you heard him crash i was
1: i was freaking out i was freaking out i called my called my girlfriend and told her what happened and uh then i started texting my buddies that were hunting as well and uh it, it, I was just really, really excited. I mean, I was shaking about to fall out of this tree.
0: Yeah, yeah. And did it ever real? You know, like, did it ever kind of realize? Or did you ever realize that? Oh shit! Now I have to find a way to get this deer five point two miles back to my truck.
1: Well, I, I didn't have to drag him that far back because uh, I have a buddy that has property close to where I walked to. Okay, but their 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 family's kind of weird about letting me park there during the opening day of gun season because they have a bunch of people that hunt the property right so i called him and uh he said i can drag it down to his to his place which is it was only about two mile walk gotcha but
0: that's still pretty far yeah two miles so you drug this deer two whole miles
1: we i drug it till i drug it to the edge of his property and then we went once we got on his property, we went and got his ATV and went and got it.
0: Okay, gotcha. So how far of a dra- how far of a, uh, a drag was that from where he died to where the you ended up loading him on the ATV? Oh, I'd say
1: probably a mile and a half, jeez. mile and three
0: quarters. jeez and but, that's uh, uphill.
1: The hard, the hard part, the hard part wasn't even dragging him like back; it was getting him back up the hill because it was a big bowl that I shot him in, and he ran down the hill.
0: That's right, man. So that's I had to crazy. drag him up the hill. Right, and
1: every single time you would try to drag him, he would fall back down.
0: Oh man, it was it was, it was horrible. Yeah, I, I kept telling myself I'm never doing this again. <laughs> yeah, but I tell you what, if you shot a buck like that every every year, you would do it every year. Oh, I'm going back. This year. <laughs> is this is this a spot that you think you're going to be able to produce? Like, you think it'll produce every year? Oh, I don't
1: know maybe yeah i mean like i said the 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 property that that public piece is just so big it's just
0: i don't i don't know how i got so lucky yeah so a little bit of terrain a little bit of hey it looks good on a map plus a little bit of luck and and uh that's how it all kind of came together huh yeah pretty much yeah right place right time man i hey i'd take that any day oh I, i will too yeah absolutely absolutely so is this uh, a deer that you're going to mount and put on the wall? Yep, he's a taxidermist right now. Yeah. Awesome, man. Awesome. So now now you just killed a really beautiful deer on public ground, 5.2 miles in. What's your goal for this upcoming season,
1: 2019? I don't I mean, if I see something like that again, I'm probably just going to shoot it. Yeah. Uh, I might put, try to put a little bit more time out there little bit more effort and trying to find something big because i i mean i've heard of people killing deer out of that public land that are boone and crocky you know big old deer
0: yeah yeah so you got a little bit more scouting to do or are you just gonna go in and do some run and gun type stuff
1: i'm gonna try to get out there and do a little bit a little bit of scouting right try to find some find some backup areas you know plus uh Plus, me doing that this year got it's got my buddies ready to go now too. So
0: yeah, absolutely, absolutely. They called they called me stupid for doing it. For doing what? Going in that far? Yeah. But look what you came out with. Yeah. Yeah. And they didn't kill a buck this year. Hey, there you go. You <laughs> rub it in their face, right?
1: <laughs> yeah. And uh, whenever I whenever I got off work that Friday night because uh, uh, the the opener was, was on a Saturday, and I got off work at eleven thirty. And went home, got me some food, took a shower, and then just headed straight to the
0: woods. I didn't, I didn't even sleep. Man, I remember working third shift, uh, where I would do that as well. And uh, I would, I would, what would I do? I, I would leave work, go home, shower. I'd leave, I'd have to leave third shift a little bit early, right, uh, so I could beat the sunrise out there. Go home, quick shower. Get in the stand, hunt morning all the way through, you know, four or five o'clock after the sun goes down, this is in November. Go home, get two, three, four hours of sleep, and then go right back to work and do try to do it all over again. And I tell you what, man, you do that enough times you turn into a zombie. Oh yeah. I was a zombie that day trying to drag that deer out. I believe it, man. Well, I tell you what, man, congratulations on one hell of a deer. Uh, doing it the hard way on public, man. Kudos to you, and uh, good luck this upcoming season, man. All right, man. Thanks, Dan. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. And there you have it. Huge shout-out to Zach Hunt for taking time out of his day to hop on the podcast and chit-chat with us about his public land buck. Huge shout-out to all of you for taking time out of your day. If you like this podcast, man, spread the word. Get everybody uh, listening to it, and uh, that makes me happy. Go to iTunes or wherever you download the podcast. Leave a review. Five stars would be great. Also, be sure to check out all the partners that uh, support this podcast. Exodus, oh, <laughs> I just, I'm just i looking at a list and I went blurry-eyed. Exodus, Ozonix, Wasp, Lone Wolf, Deer Lab, Prime, Ripcord, and Hunter Safety Systems. Uh, please go out and support those companies because they support this podcast. Other than that, man, uh, hopefully everybody has a good spring. It's about time to start chasing turkeys doing some fishing and mushroom hunting and summer's here and the next thing you know it's going to be fall and we're going to be chasing these crazy deer again so if you're going to be in a tree doing anything our friends at hunter safety systems are reminding us to please wear your damn safety harness have a good week
1: thank you for listening to the non-finger chronicles